Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. A lot to get to. Yesterday's show got a little crazy, so that's where we're going to start. Go ahead and toss to the sound. First of all, Dak is ass, right? Can I say on TV? Because he is ass, ass. whatever you want on. Okay, that's one thing. This is the second game that he's just lost by throwing picks. He threw two picks to the, pa- the, the, uh, the Packers, right? Had 14-point lead, lost, come back. They was up 17. My man, 17 and lost picks. All eyes are on our show today, including eyes of Hall of Fame head coach Tony Dungy. He says, was LaShawn McCoy watching this game? Dak was 23 of 30, 256 yards, three touchdowns. He threw two interceptions. The first one, his arm was hit as he threw. The second one was right in the receiver's hands. Dallas defense gave up 500 yards, 40 points. And the loss is on Dak? Really? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Talk of the town is on speak. Let's talk about speak. That is Dave Hellman. Ten year he worked for the Cowboys, covered Dak Prescott, the one and only, the brilliant Joy Taylor, and LaShawn Shady McCoy, also known as Cut on Dime 25. You got the whole world talking. You got the whole world talking about you, sir. Are you standing by your Dak Prescott opinion? Tony Dungy's called you out. Kurt Warner has spoke up. The whole world of sports has spoke up. Are you standing by your Dak Prescott opinion? Clarify. Yes, I stand on it ten toes down. Ten toes down. What I said I believe in, what I believe in, that's what I talk about. Now, first of all, Mr. Dungy, happy holidays. A lot of respect to you, OJ. But I, I stand on what I said, right? When I watch that game, and yes, I do watch the game. I'm not the guy that is runs to stats, unless I have to, unless Dave Heldman brings it out of me. <laughs> when I watch that game, yes. These guys had a 17-point lead in the third quarter, right? It's time to put them away. Your picks that you threw helped that team come back. Everybody, everybody was talking about the defense. Oh, the defense let them let down, et cetera. Well, when you throw on picks, you help that cause. You help that out. When I watched that, that Prescott, and one thing I want to clear up, it's, it's Dallas, you know, Eagles week. I get excited, right? You, of course. And I said that Dak is ass, ass. Can I say it on TV? Ass, ass. That's what I said. Yes, sir. You did. Well, I should have said Dak is playing ass, ass. Fair. That's what I should have done. Clarity. Yeah, right, because I can't say. Not talking about the person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, person. I, listen, I have no beef with Dak. I don't even know the guy, right? We talk here and there, but I don't know him like that. Hey, what's up? But I'm just speaking what I see. When I watch that tape, I, I, I don't see this quarterback that everybody's talking about, that's screaming about. He lost some games. He lost that game. Give you some quick stats for you, right? Because I know some people like stats. I do. He's thrown two picks in, in, in the last six games, right? Out of four of them games, he gave you two picks. He's averaging this, okay? He leads the NFL with ten picks in the last seven games. Now, mind you, Dak has only played nine games. Is nine that correct? Nine games, yes, sir. He has 11 turnovers in nine games. I can't make that up. You can't tell me that's playing good. That's playing bad. Which, okay, Dak has been in a funk. Like, that, I, how many, like, I get up here every day, and I acknowledge this. Do I not? You do? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not down with throwing two turnovers a game. Dak, Dak didn't lose that game. Dak, I mean, come on. Come on. And did, did he help lose that game? He didn't play a perfect game, but, I mean, look, I mean Coach Dungey put the stat line. He threw, he threw seven incompletions on the day. And yeah. you can go back. You can go back to the Noah Brown pick on right. the third and four in overtime. You can go back to another Noah Brown missed opportunity on a third and one. That would have iced the game. You can go back to a missed touchdown catch by Michael Gallup. Like, half of his interception or half of his incompletions should have been caught. You can go back. Yes, it was a, a pick. A pick let the Jaguars back into the game. The second one, it was already, I mean, it was an overtime game. There's a difference there. Joy, get in here when you get in here, please, because we hear it from Shady. We've heard from Dave. I want to hear from Joy Taylor. Where do you stand on Dak Prescott losing the game and his play in general? I mean, couldn't you argue that his arm got hit because he had the ball too long? You could Is that a possibility? That if you wanted to, sure. You argue that. Here, here's the issue, and, I, and, I, and I, I actually like Dak a lot. I thought Dak should have been paid every dollar that he got. I think he's an amazing 
representation for the biggest brands in all of sports. I, I would agree with that. He's a good, he's a good guy. Yeah. I, I think he's an above-average quarterback. And I think for the most part, he gets more criticism than he probably should get just because he happens to be the quarterback of the Cowboys. But I have never seen so much uh, defensive conversation for a loss that, you, like, not just any old loss. Like, you needed to win that game. That was a giveaway. You were up 17 points. What am I missing here? Because if we want to have a broader, nuanced conversation about how it's not just Dak, then the Cowboys are in big trouble because their defense is not playing to the level that they need to be playing at if they're contending. So the strongest part of their team all season long, we would all agree, has been their defense. Right, most of the season. Most of the season. Majority of the season. And you look at the Cowboys as a whole – what makes you feel confident about their ability to win playoff games and make a run is their defense. The playmakers on their defense, their leaders on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, they have a good run game, but we don't feel great about their wide receivers. Obviously, we're putting a lot of blame on them and yes. not on Zach. Yes. So the I strongest am. part of their team is allegedly the reason why they lost. We should stop talking about the Cowboys. But, like, you can't have it both ways. Because what I watched was a meltdown by the entire team. Their leader, the guy who on any other team we would put the blame on, right. is somehow not re- he's not responsible because he had a good statistical game. For, if you want to take out the, the interception in overtime because it bounced off Noah Brown's hands, he didn't really have to throw the ball, but that's n- neither here nor there. If you want to take that out, fine. They don't get to overtime if he doesn't throw that interception, which is absolutely on him during the regulation. But he also, I said it yesterday, in a, given the chance after the pick to put the Cowboys back in the lead, he engineered a 75-yard scoring drive. He went 5-5 five five for 50 yards, gave them the lead. I think, the, to answer your question, Joy, I really think the reason why this is a flashpoint is because it's a perfect example of the most, one of the most toxic debates, at least, in sports and sports media, which is wins. Mm-hmm. Who gets credit for them? Who gets credit for losses? You guys lean more toward thinking wins and losses are a quarterback-driven set. You do specifically. And, of course, they play a role in that. But it's unfair to Dak, and it would be unfair to anybody else to watch everything that happened over the final hour and a half of that game and come away with the idea that Dak Prescott is the sole reason of for it. But, he's, but, but that is, is, any, but is, that is the way this discourse works. No one is saying he's yeah. the sole reason. Big part of it, though. But I, he is a big part of it. The offense was on the field when they lost that game. It's true. Right. Right. But we're, we're trying to pass off all these excuses. We, excuses. We, would be give, we would be laying this at the feet of anyone else in the league not named Justin Herbert. Should, it wouldn't be Justin Herbert's fault. It wouldn't be Justin, it wouldn't be Justin Herbert's fault. But we Should would be, be laying this Should at the be? feet. Okay. Yes, because, because you're the leader, you're the face of the organization, and you – you were on the field when this game was lost. Yeah. Here is why I think we should be. And Dave, understand where you're coming from. Shady, appreciate where you're coming from. I like the discourse. Joy, I like the insight. Here's why I think we should be. What we can't do is talk about what should have happened in a game. Please don't. We have to talk about, America, what did happen in the game. I rewatched the Cowboys game again this morning. Y'all know how I do. I work out. I rewatch games. The first third down of the game, if you really watch the Cowboys game, all of you analysts, all of you fans, all of you experts, third and eight, pass to CeeDee Lamb. It should have been intercepted. I don't think I'm incorrect in saying that. Dak Prescott should not have thrown that ball. Defensive back ran the route for CeeDee Lamb. Defensive back is in front of CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb, excellent swim move, last second, Moss's defensive back. That play should have been intercepted, but it wasn't. It counts of one of Dak Prescott's seven of his first eight uh, completions on the game. We can't talk about what should have happened. We have to talk about what did happen. If y'all want to talk about what should have happened, let's act like it's 0-0. Everybody get out a pen and paper. Let's all rewatch the game and let's mark up, well, this should have been caught. That should have been dropped. That should have been a pick. That shouldn't have been a... We got to talk about reality, America. I also fervently believe in the law of averages. And the law of averages simply states everything will come back down to its average. So for every time Dak Prescott should have thrown a completion... There might be a time that he should have thrown an incompletion. It's the law of averages. It's all going to average out. But this is my issue day with blaming the defense. To whom much is given, much is required. Tony Dungy, you know that best. The Dallas Cowboys offense, the the people that took the field salaries, $537 million. 
On defense, the starter salaries, $98 million. To whom much is given, much is required. So if you got a Dak making 160, a Zeke making 95, a Tyron making 100, along with a Gallup making 57, and on the flip side, all you have that's getting high paid is Demarcus Lawrence because Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons are on rookie deals, then in all honesty, don't tell me, oh, well, the defense should have done more. Because at the end of the day, $537 million is what has been invested to the offense. So the offense is culpable. The offense is responsible. The offense has been given a lot. So, Dave, to me, a lot is required of that offense. The offense gave you 34 points. And and had I mean, like they had a they built a 21-7 lead in that game. They came back and took the lead. I, I, I don't I don't get in to the money stuff in season. Like, the money is spent. And, and to they're on rookie deals. But let's not act like the two best pieces of that defense aren't Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. Yep, you, can say, I mean, you can say, I mean, you can say, Marcus Lawrence is perennially, perennially underrated. That's fair. Yeah. But just because they haven't gotten to the point where they can get paid yet doesn't mean they are two of the six most important members of that team. So the amount of money that they're making doesn't matter. We have a season worth of data that suggests that they can do this. Now, it is a worthwhile conversation, and we brought it up yesterday. They're incredibly banged up. And the, the conversation for the Cowboys, Joy, to go back to what you're saying, can their defense hold up well enough for us to take them seriously down the stretch? That's really my biggest question. Because even, look, Dak's, have a, Dak's got a problem with picks, right? You can't, regardless of whose fault it is, you yeah. can't deny that. Yeah. They're still averaging 36 points per game. They're best in the league since he came back. So they are doing their part. The defense does not look like the same unit. For my money, I think that is the story of the Cowboys and whether or not they're going to accomplish what they want to accomplish. I, I don't get like, it's like you don't want to, like, you like disregard the picks, though. That, that, that's part of losing games. It's part of losing it. So, so no matter if you tell me he stats, he all these 300 yards and et cetera and all that, and, and they played well and they came back. But, like, that – we put our best player, what I think is Dak. You pay him $160 million. The, the quarterback is the captain of the team. He's the guy. So the ball's in your hands. You lost that. You threw a pick uh, in, in uh, overtime to lose a game. I don't, I, and there's no stat that says t- – sorry, Tony Dungy. There's no stat that says uh, uh, it's not the quarterback's fault he threw the pick. Somebody hit his arm or, or, or hit, the, hit the guy on his shoulder. They don't do that. I've never seen a quarterback. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks throw, throw picks. They won their fault, but they don't talk about that. It's, it's, it's what happens, not what if could have. It's what happened, what happened. He threw a pick, and that's what we got to go by. But if we that's can what it's about. all see with our own eyes the circumstances that led to I don't know. What, I don't know what that, I don't know what that also means. Also putting your defense that is banged up in a bad situation. Like, that's what happens mid-game against Jacksonville, is that you gave – the deep, you gave the other offense a short field, and that banged up defense right. another trip to the field. Dak deserves culpability in this loss and a bunch of other things yeah. that have happened since he yeah. came back. Yeah. The reason we're doing another segment on it is because Shady called him ass. Like, let's be <laughs> honest. No, 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 oh, oh, no, no, you're right. No, I just said that I should have said he's playing ass because he is. I mean, the guy leads the NFL with 10 picks in the last seven games. Like, this is stuff that he's really doing. So, right, I probably should have called him ass because there's a lot of other, like, super ass corpus I could say. But he's playing ass. He's not playing good. And anyway, real quick, the last thing. The, the thing about Dak that kills me is people want to defend him, but let's just keep it what it is. They're running the ball so well. Any quarterback would love to play for the Cowboys. Uh, the defense gets after the quarterback. Now, mind you, they had a bad game. But, my God, they've been carrying the Cowboys the whole season. No, no defense offense plays great the whole year. Sure. I've never seen it. Okay, so that. in the event that they played bad this game, right, against Jacksonville, it's your job to, to, to hold it up for is Dak. That's why we pay you 160. My other thought, though, is as a defender, as bad as the defense played, the defense also spotted the Cowboys 7 to 10 points, depending on how you look at it. Cowboys' first possession of the oh, game, right, right. Okay, they yeah, go right. down yeah. the field, they get stopped. They got a takeaway. They get defense Take, gets a takeaway. That counts. Cowboys, 41 yards away, they get seven. Later in the game, interception. Cowboys, I believe, they only get seven yards through four plays, kick a field goal. So we keep talking about this bad defense this bad defense did spot the Cowboys 7 to 10 points, depending on how you look at it. Dave, let me ask you, because really this is what it comes down to. Final question. Who was most culpable for the loss? Great like, when all is said and done, who do you think is most at fault? It clearly is not all, Dak, and that would be an asinine yeah. thought. But who is most culpable for the loss? 
I'll go back to my old school roots and say, if you give up, if you give up 200 rushing yards, I mean, like you're not going to win many football games doing that. You can go to the point totals, you can go to the yardage, you can go, like the Cowboys couldn't set an edge or or contain the Jaguars' running game all day. And again, in a loss like this, when you give up a 17 point lead, everybody deserves some blame, and Dak is part of that. But if you're making me a sign. The most amount of blame, I will gladly say a defensive performance like that. 500 yards, 200 on the ground. Yeah. You value rushing yards more than turnovers. If you cannot stop the run, yes. Like, you can bounce bounce back from from turnover differential. Like, we see teams do it all the time. 200 rushing yards, again, it's, it's the most basic football axiom that there is. But, like, if you can't stop the run... You're not going to have Turn a lot the of success. I have a question for you because you ran the ball better than anybody on national television. Would you take a 200-yard game if you fumbled three times? No. Well, no. I'll take that for what it's worth. Coming up, the Patriots are coming off a crazy loss. It was the craziest loss of the National Football League season. But should maybe the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, retire? How much is he hurting his legacy? That is next. Go nowhere. Speak. Welcome back to Speak. Some crazy thought I have. The greatest of all time, Coach Bill Belichick. It might be time to retire. This was the low light of the season. The whole world watching and the Patriots somehow lose. Well, think about this. Since Tom Brady walked out of New England, it has been all bad for Belichick. Now, Bill Belichick tried to spend boatloads of money, $163 million to be exact, to fix the problem. But the problem is, when you don't have an eye for talent, it does not matter how much money you spend on talent because that talent will still fall short. After that $163 million spent, Bill Belichick went to the playoffs and he got whooped 47-17. to So where does Belichick lie now? His great legacy. Well, without Tom Brady, y'all see the numbers. 42-42 and is record since 2020, 24-24. He's 500 as a head coach. The greatest coach of all time, and he's literally average, it might be time for Belichick to retire because he's hurting his legacy. So, Joy, let me come to you and ask you this question. Is Bill Belichick hurting his legacy? As of right now, no, I don't think so. But it also depends on what you think Bill Belichick's legacy is. If you think he's the greatest coach of all time, if he continues to trend in this direction and continues to coach and have the results that – we're seeing from the Patriots, I think it will. If you think he's just an all-time great coach and one of the greatest defensive minds of all time, then no, I don't think it will. I'm sure Patriots fans have a different opinion because they're used to playing in Super Bowls or being favored to go to the Super Bowl every single year. So I understand that they're not used to this lifestyle. Welcome to the real world. (laughs) This is how it goes. I think the conversation around Bill Belichick will be defined by the core of his legacy, which is obviously the dynasty, dynasty that he had with Tom Brady, who is more, who gets more credit. I think now we can all lean towards Tom Brady because we've seen him. We don't have to play the hypothetical. We've seen him go to another organization and immediately win a Super Bowl. But when you really look at what's been happening with the Patriots, this should have been expected. We should have seen this coming. We go back to 2019, Brady's last year there. What were they? They were first in scoring defense, first in total defense, 10 in the offensive line, and ranked 10th in the defensive line. Offense, 7th in scoring offense, 15th in total offense, 16th in wide receiver receiving yards, 12th in rushing yards. That's really what we're seeing now. The defense wins them a lot of games still, and they're not a really dynamic offense. That's why Brady got up out of there. (laughs) Because Brady saw this is the way of the new NFL, and Bill hasn't modernized. And we see this sometimes with legendary coaches. It's hard to change how you've done something for decades and adjust to a new world and Belichick is just not aging, aging well. You think he's hurting his legacy by adding these losses? No, I, I would say no. Um, I, I think who Belichick is, like, we can't get that out of our mind. The, the Patriots dynasty years, six rings. Like, no matter how bad he does, like, you, you can't get rid of that. That's success that happened. But I will say this. I, I do think that people will start, you know, realizing this is what he would have been without Tom Brady. Right? I mean, people forget that, like, when he coached with the Browns, like, that never existed. That did. He was 37 to 45, right? Five seasons there. He's only won one playoff um, appearance. So when I look at Belichick, I think he's a good coach. I, I would never say he's one. Of the, he's the greatest of all time. When you have a dude like Tom Brady, 
you could do so many different things. Like, you, you put on that board how they had $163 million. That was the most, yep. right? That's a record. Guaranteed. They would never do that when they had Tom Brady. They didn't have to. Mm-hmm. They could cut players, take this deal if you want to be with this winning organization, or walk. And that's what a lot of players did. So when I look at this, I don't think it can hurt his legacy. But I definitely, people will start realizing, wow, well, a lot of that success over there in that dynasty, that was Tom Brady. I don't think he has yet, but I think he will if he keeps doing this, honestly. Like, I mean, think about, okay, nobody really holds the Wizards years against Michael Jordan, right? Nobody, nobody thinks about Emmett Smith as a Cardinal. Cardinal. You know, be, <laughs> how, how's this for an analogy? Nobody outside of Dallas, maybe, thinks about the fact that Phil Jackson ended on a sad note getting swept out of the playoffs by the Mavs, oh, Mavs went out 11. sad. But what did Phil Jackson do? He was like, I ain't about to be part of being mediocre. I'm getting the hell out of here. I, uh-uh. I don't want to be a five, six, seven seed fighting through the playoffs, not getting to the finals. He pieced out quickly. If Belichick does this for three, four, five more years, I don't. And, and to be clear, he's earned the right to do that. But if you've got a decade of mediocrity on your resume after Brady, yeah, I think it's it's not going to hurt it in Foxborough. You know, you got the banners and everything, but here, everywhere else in America, if you do this long enough, people are like, eh, yeah, it was it was pretty rough when Brady wasn't there. I think he's hurting his legacy because of the name you brought up. Phil Jackson is a great comp. I think Phil Jackson's the greatest modern-day basketball coach of all time. Yeah, I mean, Phil, he really yeah, is. Yeah. But here's the beautiful part about Phil Jackson. We don't know what he would have been without Kobe or without Mike. Right. And we never go find out. <laughs> that's right. That's and that's right. the beautiful oh, yeah, part right. of it. Yeah. Like, we didn't have to know what Belichick would be without Tom Brady. I knew it. But now we're finding out. And it's not a great revelation. Phil Jackson might have been terrible without Jordan. Might have been terrible without Kobe. We'll never know, and neither will his legacy. Mm. And I think that matters. There's another truth, too, and Joy brought this up, and Dave, you brought this up. It depends on how long Belichick keeps coaching and having bad years. Jordan only had those two Wizards years. Let yeah. me tell on myself, born 1990, I don't remember Jordan with the Bulls. I had to go rewatch Jordan with the Bulls. My cognitive memory is a six, seven, eight, nine-year-old doesn't remember. Oh, remember when Jordan stole the ball from Carl Malone, went down, crossed over Byron Russell, and sank the shot? I don't remember that at eight. I remember it at 28, re-watching the clips, but not at 8. I do remember Jordan on the Wizards, though. So, like, I remember, oh, like, this Michael Jordan? Like, this Mike? I have to go remind myself who Mike was. There is going to be a generation of young football players, uh, college players, pro players, that are like, this the greatest coach of all time? Nine and eight, Matt Jones, Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. Like, it's going to be very confusing. So that is actually where I stand shady on, like, you know what? If he does keep doing it, it will keep hurting his legacy. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, but I don't, even that part, like, I knew that. Maybe because I played in that division and I, I thought he was – I thought he was a good coach. You, you can't say Belichick's not a good coach. But, like, it's easy when you got to do like Tom Brady. But you know – there's a quote. There's a quote. And everybody knows that. Shady, there's know a quote, that? though. Uh, law-abiding citizen. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove in court. It didn't matter that you knew yeah. Bill Belichick was not. You couldn't prove it. I was, but now there's proof. When, when he now left, there's some proof. But when he left, I was so happy because I'm like, wow. Like, now somebody gets to win up there in that division other than the, the Patriots. And that's what happened. As soon he leaves, right, he goes to get him a championship. Not only that, everybody talks about how that Bucks team, they were so put together. He knew what he was doing. They had all that talent, but they won't go to no playoffs. They won't go to no playoffs. <laughs> he get there, not only you get a championship, you every year you're, you're contending to be in the playoffs. Like, the, like when they buy the season tickets, the fans, they know that, okay, it's 90% chance we go to the playoffs. Before Tony wasn't that. Let's reverse it. Now with the Patriots. They don't know if they're going to the playoffs. They're hoping they got their fingers crossed. Can we? I just don't see when I look at a, a great coach. I guess the, the best coach I could even think about is Andy Reid. Maybe because I, I coach with him and I've seen it. I've seen the way he prepares his players. I've seen the way he trains them, et cetera, right? And he develops his players. When I look at the Patriots, I don't see nobody getting developed. Joy, real quick, how, many, how many more seasons, and I may have asked you this question before, Bill Belichick, clearly another 7-7 seven and seven season. He could end up 10-7. and seven. He could end up 7-10. and 10. We do not know. How much longer until Bill Belichick actually damages his legacy? Because you all both think he's immune right now, and he might be. But, like, how many more seasons until it's like – I don't know if he's immune. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's immune. 
But I, I think that every year that this goes on, it's going to get worse and worse. I, I'm not going to forget what was accomplished, and I'm not going right. to not give Bill Belichick credit for it. I don't mm-hmm. think we'll ever see a dynasty like what happened with the New England Patriots ever again in this nope. league for a multitude of reasons, which is why I have a lot of respect for it. Everything had to fall in line. You had to be in the AFC East, okay, which <laughs> helped a lot. It's not a knock. It just is what it was. It's yeah. what happens. What if he played it? I don't care about what ifs. What happened was he played in the AFC East and they dominated it. Tom Brady was a six-round pick, had the ultimate chip on his shoulder, was willing to follow along with Bill Belichick's system and listen to him. Tom Brady also benefited from having the same head coach for his entire career in New England, something that hurts a lot of players. That is a benefit. Whether you like Bill Belichick or not, him being there and his presence and his system, parking in the same spot, going to the same training room, knowing the same personnel, the less decisions you have to make in a day, the more you can spend on getting better. Like, that's why dysfunctional places are so hard to win, because you're having to think about more. All of these things had to fall in place. And Tom Brady was the leader of the Death Star. He bought into this. Like, he was the Patriot way. You had to have that kind of player with that kind of attitude in order to keep this over two decades. So I I think it's a new world now. It's a new type of game. It's more offensive based. There's a lot of things that have changed. But everything aligns. And multiple Super Bowls were won in large part to the defense that the Patriots had. Now, you know me, uh, Tom Brady's untouchable, but, but we saw it the, against the Rams, three points, fewest points in Super Bowl history, tied for fewest points in Super Bowl history. The Malcolm Butler interception at the goal line held the Rams to 17 points. Like, they benefited from each other. We know that Brady was the bigger slice of the pie because we have the privilege of seeing him play with another organization. But to me, that legacy is set. Every year that this goes on without him, the narrative is going to change whether you like it or not. That's why I thought he should have left when, when, Bra- when Brady, Brady left. left. I get up out of there. It will be fascinating to watch. What will be more fascinating to watch Christmas Eve, Eagles, Cowboys, two of the best teams in their division. One is poised to go at least to the NFC Championship game, maybe even the Super Bowl. But Jalen Hurts, star quarterback for the Eagles, might be unavailable. Do they need him to win? Let's talk about that next. Do the Eagles need Hurts? Jalen Hurts, MVP favorite going into last week, but he sprained his right shoulder on that play right there. Means he's questionable for the game on Saturday. Now, there is a chance he can play. He said, quote, ultimately, I want to do what's best for the team. Gardner Minshew will be the quarterback in his place. Right now, the line is leaning for the Cowboys being favored at home by four points, according to Fox. Bet sports book. I can't wait for this game. Oh. We've been waiting all season for it. Shady, do the Eagles need Jalen Hurts to beat the Cowboys? I'm gonna say yes. I, I really think so. Um, one thing about having like a, a, a quarterback in the huddle, it's another thing to have an MVP in the huddle, mm-hmm. right? When I played with Patrick Mahomes and he was in that huddle, we all believed, oh, okay, no matter what happens, if it gets tight, it gets dicey, we could depend on Patrick Mahomes. And the same thing with the Eagles. We haven't seen what the offense looks like without Jalen Hurts. This new offense, not last year, I'm talking about this year. And I like Gardner. I think Gardner could play. I think he's a hell of a quarterback. I'm happy that he's, he's our backup. He gives a chance to win. But to get that, that guaranteed dub, come on now, because the Cowboys. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got the holidays, Christmas. It, 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 the narrative is built up for Jalen Hurts. This is his time to shine. So, yes, I, I truly think that having Jalen Hurts in that offense, and not only just the offense, the, the defense. You know you got a quarterback on the other side that's going to win this game, right? You could depend on him. Having that there, man, that, that, that peace, that energy, that vibe, that wave, <laughs> that swag. Having that not there, I don't know. My boys, we need him. We need, we need Shady, one. Shady, I don't think so, We man. need one. I don't, I don't think they need Jalen Hurts because, truth be told, when I look at the Eagles, you still roll up to the party with an A.J. Brown. Okay. You still roll up to the party with a Devontae Smith. You still roll up with a Jason Kelsey. You still roll up with a Lane Johnson. You still roll up with a Miles Sanders. Speaking of, Dallas Goddard is allegedly and supposed mm, to be back. back. You yeah. still roll up with Darius Slay. You still roll up with Reddick. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. You still roll up with Jordan Davis. You still roll up with Bradbury. You still roll Damn. up with T.J. Edwards. You still roll up with seven, eight Pro Bowl the, caliber the, the homies is ready. They all ready. Woo. So, like, in all honesty, not just in this game, I will speak even futuristic, but clearly in this game, I think the Eagles can roll up without number one and be just fine because of the squad they are rolling up with. Where do you stand, Dave? You're absolutely right. We, we saw the Cowboys do this already, and they're not as good of a team as the Eagles. Let's do Jalen Hurts the credit that we didn't give Dak Prescott. 
they're a lesser team without Jalen Hurts. You know, they got the best offense in the league right now. It's rolling in the run game. He makes plays in the passing game. Could they still win this game with the 16th best offense in the league? Of course they could. They got the best pass defense in the league. They got 15 interceptions. That sounds like it could come in handy against a guy that throws them, right? <laughs> he does that. Maybe. They have the best turnover differential in the NFL. They got the best offensive line in the NFL. Their run game is amazing. Gardner Minshew is actually a pretty mobile guy himself. I mean, he's not Jalen Hurts, but, I mean, he had three, 400 rushing yards as a rookie. Like, he can move the pocket. He can do the things you need him to do. The Eagles are not as good without Jalen Hurts. You see what I did there? But they can win with their backup quarterback. You just kept it real. <laughs> exactly. Something I, something I they, do every day. <laughs> they, don't need, they don't need him to win this game. It would be nice to have him, though. Yes, it would be nice to have him. Uh, I think they'll be just fine without Jalen Hurts for this particular game. Um, just fine is two words that you just said, and I would steal them for this game. I don't think moving forward they can do what they've been doing without Jalen Hurts, which yeah. is an idea that has been floated, Shady. You weren't here for that. But Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> the notion is out there that this team would be as good with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback as they are with Jalen Hurts. I'll let you digest that. So for this game against a divisional opponent who can't get a win against Jacksonville, I think they can do it for one game. For one game. Because your backup quarterback should be able to come in He's not bad. and be not as good as your starter, but – not awful. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make any mistakes. Don't be a hero. And you can win the game. So to me, it's less about the Eagles and more about the opponent. Mm. Let me push the ball forward then a little bit further. Um, it's been stated several times that the Eagles are significantly better than everybody else in the NFC. Right? I think the Eagles they are. are the league. Great. I said the league. Sure. So if they're significantly better than everybody else in the league, do you not think, because I think that I would pick the Eagles even without Jalen Hurts. Right. I would pick the Eagles to beat everybody in the NFC right. except the 49ers. And with the 49ers, even with Jalen Hurts, y'all know how confident I am in the Niners as okay. well. How you have your doubts about Jalen Hurts and his health when he comes back because he will because yeah. he got that dog yeah. in him. Do the Eagles even need a healthy Jalen Hurts, or are the Eagles just that good? Because if they're better than everybody but, else, are but, they not just this, that this good? Is why, this is why we need Jalen, right? Because all the things that he said, he talked about how they have the, the, they're great against the pass on defense, together the quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. But what happens when they don't play up to that level? That's football. It happens. People have bad days. A dude like Jalen Hurts can overcome that. Let's say Slay, you know, we, I, mean, I think he's locked down. But he has games where he wasn't locked down. Mm-hmm. It happens in football. Guys turn the ball over. Guys drop passes, they catch passes, and they drop them. They fumble it. Whatever it is. Jalen Hurts is that good where he can make the difference. Because in football, things happen. And a game like the Colts, who's not that good, right? We're not that good of a team. But they had us in a slump where we couldn't do nothing. We should have lost that game. A guy like Jalen Hurts won that game for us. That's why we need him because when, when, when games get tight and our defense is not playing great like they're supposed to or the wide receivers that we have is not playing well like they're supposed to, you need a guy like that that can make it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get the win for us because I'm that good. Have the Eagles, though, shown you, Joy, any sign of weakness all year to say, you know what, they will have that down game? Jalen Hurts had that down game last week, but the Eagles in their entirety, they haven't really shown me flaws as a team to make me worry and make me scared about needing Jalen Hurts to click on all cylinders or Jalen Hurts this game, the next game. Clearly, you don't need him for Week 18 if you've gotten that far. Now, look, obviously, I think that Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Not that many other people think that, but – Again, what happened last week? Jalen was bad, and then Jalen got it together and then rushed for three touchdowns, and then they won the game. Gardner Minshew is not coming back from a a, a game the way that Jalen Hurts started Mm -hmm. that game. Against the Colts, they won because of Jalen. They weren't playing well. They overcame it. Washington, everyone played bad, and it was a disaster, and that was their one loss. One loss, (laughs) one of the season. So if you don't think that Jalen Hurts is that important to the wins and the losses, which I absolutely do, then they'll be fine. But I think for one game, again, against the Cowboys, a team that they see twice a year, like divisional games are just, just different. They know each other. The personnel knows each other. They've already played once. Like they can scheme different things. They have, they, you play differently against divisional opponents, which is why I think they'll be fine for one game. But this is not a situation where they're going to be as good as they are with Jalen Hurts. Jalen plays the most important position. Jalen is the leader. Jalen is the one who has overcome when they weren't playing well, to Shady's point. Dave, here's what I'm fascinated by. Answer this question. Take us home. Say Gardner Minshew is the starter. You know the NFC very, very, very well. 
Who would you pick over the Eagles, even if they had Gardner Minshew as their starter? Because I was thinking about it in the dressing room coming up before the show. I'd still pick the Eagles over the Vikings. I'd still pick the Eagles over the Cowboys. I'd pick them over the Commanders, the Giants. I'd pick them over the Bucks. I'd still pick them over the Lions. Who without Jalen Hurts? You're saying, you know what? Nah, now I'm going with this other squad. That's a really good question, and I, I, think, I, I think I'm with you. Like, I would pick the Eagles to beat all of those teams with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback, probably. But it's football, right? I mean, why do, why do we do this? And, and I think your margin for error just gets slimmer when you don't have your starting quarterback. Like, again, the Eagles' offense is fine with Gardner Minshew, but it's amazing with Jalen Hurts. That makes a difference. What happens when a ball clangs off your receiver's hands and the other team gets it? What happens if, for some reason, you fumble the snap because Gardner Minshew hasn't been in there all season and now Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson are on your 35-yard line with a chance to take a 10-0 lead in the second quarter. Can you come back from a 10-0 lead with Gardner Minshew? So I think I would probably pick the Eagles to beat everybody but the Niners, even with Gardner Minshew. But the playoffs, man, I mean, you've got to win at least three games to win a trophy. And things are going to go wrong, and your margin of error gets slimmer. So I, it's not that they can't do it, but you've got to admit you don't feel as good about it. Of course not. I, yeah, well, yeah, I think it seems so easy. Like, just you could just put anybody back there. Like, <laughs> why, I'm just trying to get on the same page. Why do you guys think that? I, just, I think that the Eagles are like that. I think they're like, good. They're, I think loaded. the Eagles, See, I think and, the Eagles and are like that. A lot of the, that's the problem why a lot of people don't want to give him the MVP for, for these type of things. It ain't that easy. You just play I anybody back I, there. I don't think it is, and I'm glad we will get to find out. But I think that the Eagles, like, you still roll up with that whole defense. That's, that's cool. And that defense is wild, leads the league in sacks, might set a sack yeah. record in the yeah, NFL. Well, Go ahead. I, I mean, I, like I said it, like I've seen games where they didn't play up to part, right? And then Jalen had to carry him. So my thing, and, and then also in the, in the running game, they talk about how we had a good offensive line and, and running the ball so well. He does a lot of that. Even when he's not running the ball, just the threat of him running, him running the ball, right? I used to play with Michael Vick. And I love playing with Vick because I'm going to get so many one-on-one opportunities because his ability to be able to run holds the backside defensive ends on the run reads. It holds the linebackers. So do like me. And I was fast, and Miles Sanders is faster than I am. If the backside, or if the if the if the linebacker has to get me, or the backside safety has to come over and get me, mm-hmm. I can outrun him because that quarterback can hold these linebackers and defenses' responsibilities. It's not that easy just to put a quarterback back there and, and continue to roll like the like the Eagles' offense is doing. That's one thing I, I'm not feeling, but, but what y'all saying? I think I said I, w- I wish I could I wish I could get people to let go of the idea. I'm not going to say the word easy. That is, it's a little okay. bit insulting. Which How about this? Acho and I talked about this. Playing quarterback for the Eagles right now is probably one of the two most favorable situations in the league. That's just, you can't argue with that. Uh, that doesn't mean. Yeah, because mean, Jalen makes it look favorable. That doesn't this is not San, This is not San Francisco where Jimmy Garoppolo right. does the bare minimum or, or, and, you or Dallas. In, and you can plug the, in a seventh-round rookie quarterback. I was, I was about offense. to say, like, it doesn't, it doesn't lessen what Jalen has done. Like, you have, like to, you have to have, why? You have, like it. you have to have a fantastic quarterback. <laughs> it sounds like it. Why? No, I'm, why? I'm, I'm, I'm with Dave. I think nah, if you, man. I'm with Dave. I think if you had a quarterback with a comparable skill set, then now the question is, can you get a quarterback with a comparable You need set? a great quarterback to quarterback, hum like this on offense. It's not to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. I just think that when you talk about if – if I was a quarterback, yep. right, because I'm talented, I can do a lot of things. But if I had a quarterback, I would love to play for the Niners. Of course. Right? Check. It's made. My next team would be the Cowboys. Why? They, that's the question. How? They run the ball extremely well. They don't have, they have as good of an offense. They have soft, they have, I'll just go what I see. They okay. run up and down. Boom, 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 boom. They run the rock very well. They have a good defense. They get after the quarterback. Whose defense is better? Out of the Eagles and Cowboys. It's not a question. It's objective. Just go to, like, just go. Ah, it's Who? not like it's not I, a question. I, I, I just think that <laughs> I just think that for what they ask for the quarterback to do in Philadelphia, even with all the players around him, he has to create that. The reruns, all the RPOs, all that type of stuff, and he runs the ball. All, 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 them, all them quarterback draws, like that stuff is not just easy. And like, we, we, and the one thing, another thing, we gotta talk about like how he makes these plays. I've seen plenty of times we make guys miss. Guys in the hole, he make them miss. Let me ask you this: That though. ain't just easy, Joy. That is. Uh, you're not telling come me. On, I'm, like, I'm a, on you, an island. See, you, I had that part of my life. You know what I'm saying? I would make this miss. We could anybody do that. But here's the question, though. You would rather roll up with C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown, and no, Zeke? There's no or chance. Would you rather roll there's up no with – Oh, Pollard, too. 
Put him in Empire, there. Impaler. Right. How about – Yeah. It can, I don't want to go Lane Johnson, guys. Jason Kelsey. I, I mean, don't do we want to do this all I don't day? think it's a reasonable conversation to, to say that anybody at this point in the season with what's on the line at this point in the season could just plug anybody in right. and they can keep doing it except for the San Francisco 49ers. It's not normal. What's going on with the Niners is not normal. They make it look <laughs> I mean, normal because they do this – they've done this for so long. It's not normal to be able to just put a seventh-round rookie in and have the same results, actually better results, than yeah. you have with Jimmy Garoppolo. Everybody else, like Dak being there, matters. He, you see that in the numbers that they produce. For the most part. Jalen make, makes plays, makes though. The play. Can we say that? Jalen makes plays. I don't see Dak just making plays. No, I'm not comparing Dak to I, 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 I'm not. Well, no, I'm talking about the offense. So you're talking about the players, but I'm saying even with the players around Jalen Hurts, He's making plays. You, you see yes, what I'm saying? Yeah, Compared to when I watch Dallas, they run the ball so much, they, they do them bootlegs, some easy. That was I feel easy. like I feel like what I'm trying to say is getting lost in translation. Like imagine, I mean, imagine if I gave you 50 grand and told you to go to the casino. Okay. And you like, like I'm gonna are, come up with two million. You're knowing me. Thank you, Shady. I'm no, that's what Jalen Hurts <laughs> is doing. He was given a fantastic situation, and he's just racking up money with it. There's nothing wrong with that. So you can so so okay. You can put anybody in that system. You're saying that, like, no, not anybody. Okay, so anybody. No, I, I, I got one. I got one. So I do like Justin Fields. He runs. I think he runs the ball better than Jalen Hurts. Of course, of course. Of you course. think he would have that same type of success? No, I, that's no, I not think, what I'm I trying think, to say. I think Justin Fields would have significantly more turnovers, and I think he would have significantly more electric plays. So give so give me a, give me a starting quarterback. You think? Right, that would do the same. They could put him in Philadelphia's offense, do the same thing. It would be a completely different offense. I mean, that's the thing like, that we haven't seen. Well, right. so then that's what I'm so saying. We haven't seen what's, it. That's what's going. That's what we're going to see then, because Gardner Minshew is not Jalen Hurts. And I think it, I think he'll be good enough to win one game against a divisional opponent that just lost to Jacksonville. But I, the difference but, between the Eagles and Vegas, so many, the difference between the Eagles and so many opponents isn't is Jalen Hurts and then some. Like, the Eagles are so much better than others. It's Jalen and And then some. Okay. Because I'm saying, like, the Eagles are barely better than a lot of teams. No, they're much, much better. But Jalen is a major part of why they are much better. Correct. So so you can roll up with everybody. But if if the gun's not there, we got to fight with our hands. If you're not shooting, (laughs) he's not shooting. She's the only one shooting. We in trouble. We're in big trouble. But what's A.J. Brown? What type of gun you got? Because he's a shooter. What's Devontae Smith? Yeah, but, it, but all I'm saying is that you are right. You're they, all right. shooters but, but, now. But we got to put more respect on Jalen. Jalen, he makes that thing go. I agree. So you say That's what's put, so but, frustrating. But, 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 but I'm with but, you but, on okay, this. Okay, but when you put Gardner in there, you say we might win. Vegas don't think so. If, they, if, if, if my boy was in there, that, that point spread would be like seven points the other way. Oh, I'm going to find that out off camera and report back to y'all. Well, speaking of other young, great quarterbacks, Tua, he has hit a roadblock. Lost three straight games. Lost to the Niners. Lost to the Chargers. Lost to the Bills. Has our opinion of Tua changed? What the heck is going on with Tua? Next. The Dolphins were the talk of the NFL in November, but now they've lost three straight. I won't take full ownership for that. They've only lost two straight since I went to a Dolphins practice. They lost one before I ever showed up, but Tua has been struggling. Worst completion percentage in the league in that span. His teammate, safety, Javon Holland, came to his defense saying, quote, he has one bad game, and now he's the worst quarterback in the league. That's just something that irritated me. Close quote. Joy, you've been a Dolphins fan for longer than I can remember. Has the losing streak changed your opinion of Tua? What's funny, Joy? <laughs> what you Uh-oh. laughing so hard? I just, so they're mad at you. They think you're responsible. <laughs> they're trying to blame me. Listen, when, when people start losing, they say, like, we got to change up the coffee. Yeah, so, right, you know right, what right. I mean? We got to wear that sweatpants suit that you wore uh, before we started losing. You got to change everything up. Take that is hair. true, though. It is. It, it's, everything is something when you're losing. Uh, it hasn't changed my opinion of Tua. It has changed my opinion of Mike McDaniel, though. Oh. I do think he has a little bit of ways to go. I'm not going to freak out about the Niners' loss. The Niners beat everybody that way. Mm-hmm. They do that to everyone. I forget the stat. Heller told me uh, a few days ago. What, what are teams like 1-12 and 12 after playing? After, you want, teams are 1-12 and 12 after playing the Niners. Yeah, that beatdown. <laughs> okay. Beatdown effect. It's, it's, it's a continuation. You lose yeah. twice, yeah. okay, when you play the Niners. So I'm not really mad at the Niners' loss. They got out physical, but they do that to everyone. 
the Chargers loss is so unacceptable because the Chargers didn't really beat the Dolphins. I know Chargers fans, y'all won. But the Dolphins were bad. They were not competitive in that game. And that's not a team that you should have that problem against because as Chargers fans tell me every day, we have no defense. Mm -hmm. So they should have been able to do something. And you didn't. That's, that's not an excuse. It wasn't the weather. There's no excuses for that. And Buffalo is not a moral win. Like, you don't get moral victories at this point in the season. So as, as the head coach, you need to understand your personnel. No, Tua is, a, Tua is a rhythm quarterback. We all know that. That doesn't mean anything. That means that when he can't get on rhythm, when the defense is disrupting things, when they're jamming your receivers at the line so you can't take advantage of the speed, you got to run the ball. And no, you're not always going to be able to take advantage of a finesse offense. That's not what the league is. Shady just said it last break. Things change within games. You're not going to be able to do what you want to do sometimes. Sometimes the team is going to make you have to change the script. That's on the head coach. That's not on Tua. Tua is a young quarterback still, and he has a specific style of play. You know that. You're the coach. So to me, it's really on, it's on Mike McDaniel to figure out the rest of the season because you went from eight and three, a team that we were talking about, Tua's MVP and Tyreek is MVP and Mike McDaniel is coach of the year and it's falling apart. And now you're in a situation where you really need to win out to, to be able to control your playoff future. Yeah, my opinion hasn't changed of Tua at all, but my opinion has halted. Shady, go back to college. Remember in college, right before the summer and right after summer, we would have to max in the weight room. Okay. Load the squat bar up, load the bench bar yeah. up. Hey, throw on that extra weight. We at 300. Ah, ah, hey, throw on that extra weight. We at 315. Hey, right, give me 350. Ah, stuck. Right. right. Stuck. That's where I was at with Tua. Right? Oh, he top 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on. We going top five. Right. Oh, yeah, he top five. Come on, come on, come on. We going top three. Ah, stuck. Right. And that's where my opinion is. After Tua had started off so incredibly hot, every game he played and finished the Dolphins won. MVP race, top 10. Come on, we going top five. But then after he lost to the Niners, I was like, that's all good. We still going top five. Lost to the Chargers. I was like, okay, let me chill out. Let me chill out. Let me chill out. Now, not to say we won't have another max day in three months. After the Dolphins get back on track, yeah. get into the playoffs, win some playoff games. But my opinion has halted because if we're all being honest, Tua doesn't yet have enough equity to have a three-game losing streak. He just doesn't. The great quarterbacks in the NFL, they don't have three-game losing streaks this year. And I wanted to put two in that class. Burrow started terribly 0-2. Josh Allen, two terrible games, had two losses. Patrick Mahomes had a dud in there. Even Jalen Hurts lost a game and played back last game. Joe Burrow, like I already said. But... Tua doesn't yet have the equity to have three losses in a row and let me continue to yell at the top of my lungs like I was yelling. So my opinion didn't change, 2-5. It's just been halted for now. Yeah, I mean, I, my, my opinion hasn't changed, right? When I look at the losses, first of all, you lost to the Niners. We all agree Niners is pretty, like pretty darn good, right? So then but you lose to the Bills. Bills, uh, we, we feel you're nice. a, a top team, right? Of course. Right? So it's like, okay, you're on the road. See, my thing is, like, in football, it's up and downs. I, I don't think those are going to win every game. When I, when I knew about the, 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 um, the, the West Coast trip they had, mm-hmm. I said, dang, they might lose two of them games. In West, yep. Right? So, my thing, he's still a good player. Of course. He's a good quarterback. Now, they got, they got left. They have Green Bay, the Patriots, and the Jets. They probably can go 3-0 right there. And if that happens, we'll be talking about two. He's still good. This is in the third. So, my thing is, hey, on the road, you lose to these good teams. That happens. You lost to, you lost to playoff teams, and you lost to contenders. That's football right there. So I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't knock two. I think he'll be back. This, this take time. What, what you looking at me for? Oh, way to go, man. I'm with you. Let's go, Shady. You like, wait, no, no, no. If you with me, you should always be with me. No, I'm that, always that's, right. It's not how that works. Right. We do like eight, we do like eight segments a day, my guy. No, I'm, I'm with Shady all the way. Like. I, if I could offer y'all some advice, maybe. <laughs> just, oh, just, just okay, tell him. Yeah. Great on a curve a little bit more often. Like, it doesn't have to be all in or all out, top five or trash. Like, first of all, okay, the Dolphins need to get to the playoffs. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. The way they started, they got to get there. But to Shady's point, I feel good about that. Like, we, I have to revisit this conversation if he's dropping games to the Packers and the Jets and the Pats. Right. At the very least, they should go 2-1 and one in these next three games. Yes. Everybody's talking big about Green Bay's defense looking good the other night. They played the Rams. The Ram, the 2022 Rams. Like, I thought Baker Mayfield. I, yeah, okay. Sorry, Raiders. Thought- sorry to bring that up, Raiders. He should, he, they're they're going to make the playoffs. If they don't, we can have a different conversation. But the Dolphins' biggest priority this year was to find out if Tua was even the guy. Yes. Don't we know that? 
He's been fantastic. I don't care that they lost to the Bills. I said it on this show last week. I was like, if you go up to Buffalo, rediscover the way that you like to play, and push them, that is a win. The Chargers, though. That's the one that haunts Joy and I. They they, they laid an egg. They laid an egg after playing one of the most physical teams in the league. I'm not going to kill them for it. They went and bounced back. Tua looked great up there. Had a couple receivers (laughs) drop touchdowns. I mean, he lost to more people. He lost to a better quarterback. He did. The Bills and that's okay. The Bills loss doesn't upset me. Oh, uh, so a lot. Okay. I, I still feel like they should have won that game. Like the Bills are the better team, obviously, yeah. but you could have won that game. On the road, though. Yeah. Sure. It matters. But you got you had to get it because you lost to the Chargers. Right. If you had if you had lost to the Niners, acceptable. Everyone loses to the Niners. Beat the Chargers and then lost to the Bills. I would feel better about where they are right now. The Dolphins are gonna go. They're gonna finish ten and seven or eleven and six. Yeah. And if they don't, then we can have a conversation and be like, "What the hell happened?" And here's my issue. Dave. That's a solid season. That's Tua, a great season. Tua, solid season. Tua's only started thirty-five games in his career. Okay. We've seen three of them the last three weeks. Right. So we've seen ten percent of Tua's career in front of our eyes, and ten percent of it hasn't been great. That's when I'm like, it can't not move me. Now, like I said, I still think Tua's a top 10 quarterback. Let's not get it twisted. But I can't speak with the same bravado as when Tua was – Tua and Jalen Hurts were neck and neck. Did y'all not forget? But like, he, Tua and Hurts were side-by-side doing this. And yeah, but that's, that's, so, why, so that's why you need a whole season to evaluate. That's but, my point. But he, I don't put the Niners' loss on Tua or really anybody because that's what the Niners do to everyone. We've seen them, them do it to – quarterbacks that are cemented but no because remember this this was remember joy we said this right before that Niners game the one person who we got the Niners was Patrick Mahomes embarrassed him Tua had been playing at that level he was not Patrick Mahomes but he had been playing like it Tua was lights out so I was like hey if Tua does this to the Niners it's just Tua and Pat for the record yeah Tua and Pat have the most passing yards against the Niners. So, Tua did do but what nobody else could I, do. I, I feel, but, I, mean, I mean, the charge loss was bad, right? Because the, the, oh, the team is struggling, uh, right? Terrible. But then you get a team that's desperate, oh, you know, things happen. It was an up-and-down game. The, 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 the game I really don't like is the Niners game. Because you got disrespected, right? For you to be a good team, you can't get smacked around like that. Like that. That's all I'm saying. So, even the Bills, like, oh, it was a divisional game. That's a hard game. Two good teams and in the same division, that's a, that, that can go either way. And it's snowing. We're in Buffalo. They should have the advantage. But the, the San Francisco game, that was that was too crazy for me. So I think that game was the big one. That's, that's on the road. The Niners' defense is the best. It's generational. But the Dolphins' offense was the best. Like, they were both th- – they were here. Yeah. It was unstoppable force, but, immovable object. It was a hideous it was game. Just, but the, the, the Chargers' game is the one that I can't get over. That is the one that was unacceptable. Kill me both. <laughs> like, it was worse for you than it was for me. Right. Right. See, but they finished 11 and 6. You're not going to be tripping, though. No, not at all. No, they, they, just, they still need to make the playoffs. But what I'm saying is the season is not over. No. And so the, the, all the answers – the questions do not have answers yet. I know what Tua is because we've seen Tua do it for a, a most of the season. Right. We know what he's capable of. We know what his style is. We know what has to be around him for him to be successful, as all quarterbacks do. But what you do for the next three games will determine whether you really like that or not. It's up I, to you. I'm just – I love, like, what personal investment – I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. Like, I'm a, more invested in Dak Prescott's career than y'all. You have a very heavy stake in Tua's <laughs> success, and Joy has a lifetime of Dolphins memories. And I'm just over here, like, I'm a passive observer of the Dolphins, and I'm just like, I don't see the problem here. Yeah, like, you, the don't Dolphins... the scar. you don't have the trauma <laughs> triggering up every time. I'm just like, the Dolphins <laughs> are going to make the nice playoffs. Thing. Like, what are we worried about? I'm so scared. <laughs> Coming up, the Lions are not afraid of anyone. They won six out of their last seven mm. on a hot streak. Now, the Lions have their sights set on the playoffs. Should the NFC be on notice of the Detroit Lions, one of the hottest teams in ball? I can't believe I'm saying that. Detroit Lions have won six of their last seven. They have been crushing it. Jared Goff, he's been on a tear. 12 touchdowns, only one interception. It has been unstoppable. Dan Campbell had been doubted. He is doubted no longer. Bring us on camera. Let's go ahead and talk about it. This is a team that needs a lot more respect. Have the Lions put the NFC on notice? Dave Hellman, I'm coming to you first. They sure as hell better have. They're 7-1 and one over the last two months of the season, and that loss was at the gun to Buffalo. You know, the team that's on top of the AFC right now. (laughs) This team is hot, man. And, like, we can make jokes about it. Like, oh, the Lions are good. But, like, 
What like what do we always say every year? The NFL is about getting hot at the right time, playing good football in December and into January. We can't put them in the playoffs just yet. Like I guarantee, like you don't want the Lions in the playoffs. No. Like right. the, the the Vikings might have won the North, but the Lions just smacked them around <laughs> the other day. The Cowboys, the scoreboard scoreboard will tell you the Cowboys beat the Lions, but it was close in the fourth quarter. They needed some miracle plays by Micah Parsons to put that thing away. If you are in the NFC. And look, we talked about it before. Like the Giants, the Commanders, the Seahawks are still in the wild card picture. Like, does any of those any of those teams really get your heartbeat racing? They don't for me. This would be with the Cowboys. This would be the first or second best wild card team in the NFC. And if if they get in, I'm not going to go as far as to say like the Eagles should be afraid of them, but damn near everybody else should should be thinking long and hard about having to play the Vikings. I won't say afraid. I'm gonna say irritated. Shady, you know, at this point in time, I don't gauge stats. I don't gauge uh, wins and losses. I gauge who would I least want to face. Mm. Like, that's the real tell of it all. Uh, well, I would always ask a f- uh, former friend of mine, he would be like, hey, you judge things by, if you want to figure out who really won the fight, former co-host of mine, shout out to my dog Marcellus. If you want to <laughs> find out who won the fight, it's who would you have rather been in the fight? You know what I'm saying? Who yeah. would you have rather been in a fight? Right. Don't nobody want to face the Lions? Nah. Nobody wants to face the Lions. That tells you how good they are. The Lions haven't just put the NFC on notice. They've put the entire NFL on notice. They've lost to the Dolphins by four. Lost to the Bills by three. Go back to week one. Lost to the Eagles by three. Like Dave said, that Cowboys lost 26 to 24 to six. That was not that big a deficit, if not for a crazy ending of the game. Lions have won six of their last seven. I tell you right now, I would rather face the Commanders. I would rather face the Giants. I would rather face the Bucks. I would rather face the Saints if they find a way to sneak in. I do not want to see the Lions if I am anybody outside of the Niners or the Eagles. That's fair. Joy, where you stand? I love it. Congrats, Lions. This is exciting. This is. This is. I know Lions fans think I don't like them. I spent a lot of time in Detroit growing up. I wasn't sure how Dan Campbell was going to put this together, but what I liked about what happened with the Lions last year, because obviously they weren't a good team last year, but when you have a team that's in a rebuild, what is, what's happening throughout the season? What are you getting better at? What, what parts of your team look better? What's the culture that you're building? Remember, last year, Lions weren't really good. They were in a lot of close games. They were like the Texans this year. They were mm-hmm. in a lot of close games, right. Like, the record did not reflect how they were playing. So I'm not really surprised that they've been able to turn it around. The problem with the beginning of the season, which was very bad, was the defense. They were still scoring a lot of points. It was the defense. They are, where are they, fifth in points per game this season. They are second in, or the bottom five, second in points per game allowed. That's the differential right there. The defense was giving up all these points. And the offense will score all these points. Well, if you can score more, you win. That's all, that's all you got to do. That's why these games are so close and it's come down to miracle plays at the end. So, yes, they are a very scary team. They are obviously playing with a lot of uh, energy. They're not scared. They don't have anything to prove. They are just they're, – they're playing with house money at mm-hmm. this point, which oh, yeah. is a very, very, very scary team to face. Yeah, no, they're, they're scary, like you guys talked about. The one thing I love about this team with Dan Campbell is, like, even last year watching them, they would lose a lot of games, but it still was scary. They fight to the end. Yeah. So now when you think about, like, firing coaches, you didn't talk about firing him because they show you, like, why would I bring this coach back? Well, his players, they play for him. They fight hard. Well, other coaches, they, they lose a lot of games. They fire him because they don't see nothing else. When you watch this Lions team, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of surprised, but I'm kind of not because they fight to the end. They playing with heart. They playing with anger. They, they, they hungry. A team that's hungry around this time of football is dangerous. If you think about all like, the, the, the best, like, football stories, like, like the NFL – it's always some teams that's like, they get hot, hot at the right moment. Even, yep. I, think, I think of the Joe Flacco. Like, Joe Flacco was okay, right? He was all right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hate on him. He was okay. And the defense was really good. But they got hot at the right moments. And when the team is hot, nobody want to see him. You play with this thing called confidence. You're hot and you confident. Scary thing. I can't. But go ahead. I'm actually, well, we're showing Jared Goff stats now as well. I'm actually very very happy for Jared Goff as well. Yeah, he's Because Jared good. Goff gets yeah. dumped on a lot. Oh, he he's got, never he going to do anything without break. Sean McVay. Yeah. He, started his, he started his career very tough, obviously, with Jeff Fisher. And him having a resurgence with the Lions is fun to see also. I will say the Lions need to make something of this season because this fun can go to waste very quickly. Ooh. The reason I'm surprised is, yo, they started off 4-19-1. Dan Campbell did. They were 3-13-1 last year, and they were 1-6 this year. So I'm not going to sit here in front. I'm surprised. Like, I can't see a team go 4-19-1. Like, 
you know what? I think they'll turn that around. Like, I thought all the rah-rah stuff was just rah-rah. But the reason I said that, Dave, is if you're 3-13-1 and one, and okay. say they lose out and right. they end 7-10 and 10, yeah. and then next year they don't make the playoffs again, now all that, like, fun 6-7 out of seven game winning streak yeah. is for naught. As opposed to the Eagles last year, they went out the last uh, – They I think they won seven of the last eight, yeah. something crazy. Yeah. Go to the playoffs, nine and eight, get bounced in the playoffs. But then they carry that into this season. Right. And now they're so dominant yeah. into this season. Go ahead, Dave, yeah, final thought. Check this. I mean, big picture, though. Keep in mind, like, the problem with winning ahead of schedule is usually it costs you in the draft. Right. It's not going to cost the Lions. They still have the Rams pick. They're sitting there like, lose, Baker, lose. Yeah. We could go get – Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, the quarterbacks that were Heisman contenders. I don't think they need one. They, no. Even I mean, they if they don't, don't need one, one, they could keep Jared Goff and get a badass. They could get Will Anderson out of Alabama, Alabama. Aiden Hutchinson no, and Will Anderson. Anderson. Yep. They're going to get better one way or another this offseason while still being a pretty good team. Yeah. Like, they that's, have the. Yeah, this is the epitome of house money. I don't think there's anything they could do to screw this up, even if they don't make the playoffs. You know who else could do that? The Eagles. Because they oh, got the same team. Fair. That's crazy. And they're that the best fair. team in football right now. And they got a quarterback in Jalen Hurts who has been dominant, but he might not be able to play the Jalen Cowboys. But does that even matter? Does Jalen Hurts' absence matter this weekend? Let's talk about it next. Give my, give my boy some soup. <laughs> Time for the favorite topic of the day. Let's talk Jalen Hurts. He's had a crazy season this year, but this was an unfortunate play. Sprained his shoulder right there on that play you are looking at, which makes him questionable for the primetime game Christmas Eve on Fox, Cowboys, Eagles. Hurts said, quote, about playing, ultimately, I want to do what's best for the team. Now, if Hurts cannot go, it will be up to Gardner Minshew to put the team on his back. Coach Shady McCoy, all-time leading rusher for the Philadelphia Eagles, talk to me about the Eagles. Do they need Jalen Hurts to win the game? Oh, man. Like, it was all built up. Dallas, Eagles, Christmas. Oh, my God. Yes, we need him. Yes. What are we talking about? We talking about the MVP right now. Yes. Hell yeah. Listen, I love Gardner. I think Gardner is a good backup. He's a good player. When he has played, he's played well. But we going to Dallas, man. We both good in the division. We're a lot better, but we're both good in the division. It's built up. When you see a guy like Jalen Hurts in the huddle every day, practice, in the games, you believe the special team, kickers, the gunners, the, 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 the D-linemen, the, the, the wide receivers, everybody believes in, in this guy. So now you take Jalen Hurts out of the picture, it's like when we need that got-to-have-it moment, we got to have a sack, you know, or, or we got to get the ball back for a quarterback, you know he can go out there and, and win games for you. Now that's not there. So now I'm hoping, not me, but we're all hoping that if he doesn't play, now we need the defense to play great. We need Slay to get more picks. You see what I'm saying? We need more sacks. We need Fletcher Cox to do this, do that. Now you're asking for so much from everybody else. When we have a guy like Jalen Hurts, man, look, come save the day he can do it. So, he put, look, he go in the booth, loose up the tie, step aside the joint. Man, it's a lie. So, Jalen Hurts, baby, please make it up for me. Look, look, I'm going to call Philadelphia right now. I'm going to call my man Pete, right? He does a, uh, chickens and Pete's. We're going to see some soup. Right, get, get him uh, thermometer. Fries. Right, get him all to all that type of stuff. He's everybody not need a little sick. soup. Look, soup hurt. I don't know what it is. Get some soup. My boy hurt, sick. Right? <laughs> Same thing to me. He's get my boy shoulder. back, man. We need my boy back. So we make Pedialyte every Thursday. <laughs> every Thursday we make sixteen picks. We pick the whole league. Yeah. If Jalen doesn't play, are you picking the Cowboys? You know what? But there's a chance that Dak Prescott will play like Dak. Ten picks in seven games. <laughs> if I can get that, we might can win, no matter who the quarterback is. So you might, we might have a chance. You're trolling. I could never ever pick the Cowboys. I could go. never do that. That's what I was looking for. Never do that. <laughs> You're trolling, but you you make a point. I mean, like the the, the Cowboys take uh, turnover issues are what they are. Like yeah. I mean, they're they are turning the ball over at an alarming rate. Their defense is banged up and not playing like the unit we remember from October. That's why I don't think the Eagles need Jalen Hurts. It's not. A knock on Jalen. Obviously, they're a much better team with him. But we saw Dallas do this. You play safe, smart football. You can obviously run the football. Your defense leads the league in turnover differentials. That's valuable against a team that can't stop turning the ball over. Yeah, I think, I think they can win this game. Joy, where are you at? I think they can win this game because of the Cowboys, not because I think that the Eagles are the same team without Jalen Hurts. That's, uh, that, yeah, I think, close. is unreasonable. Yeah. But for one game in division, they know each other. They're familiar with each other. They already beat them earlier in the season. 
They just lost to Jacksonville. What they are tur- to Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're turning the ball over. It's not really about the Eagles or Gardner Minshew and what the drop-off is between Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew, which I think is a lot. It's about the Cowboys. If this was another team, I would be much more concerned. Dave, to you, the Cowboys are a top blank team in the NFC. In the NFC? Um, oh, shoot. Three or four? Top three or four. Let's make them four. Three. Let's go I'll, I'll even say three. Going conservative, I'm going to say four. What does it say to you that the Eagles can still be a, beat a top four team in the NFC without their starting quarterback? They are one of the blank two or three deepest teams in the NFL. I mean, this team doesn't have a weakness, really. And that's it, it, like it, it sounds like disrespect at Jalen Hurts, but it's, it's a testament to, to the Eagles, Howie Roseman, and how they've built this team. They've got ballers that can step up at every other position. I mean, seriously, like if we're doing this, who's got, who's got a better roster than Philly? It's maybe San Francisco. Maybe San Francisco. There's really not another argument. We not, I mean, the Chiefs don't have the defense to compete with that. And the Bills have, A, lost guys to injury, and B, let's be real, Josh Allen does a lot to paper over some things that they don't have. Offensive line. Running backs. Weapons. Weapons in general behind Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen does a ton for that team. So when you're going 1-22, to San Francisco, I think, is the only team that even belongs in the conversation with the Eagles. Joy, we've had this conversation off air. Let's have it on air. What does the fact that the Eagles can beat a top five team without their starting quarterback say about what people think about the Eagles or what you think about the Eagles? I think it's the Cowboys who just lost to Jacksonville. So the Cowboys aren't good. Who's got a banged up defense. True. They gave up 200 yards rushing. Eagles run the ball pretty well. A lot due to Jalen Hurts, but they do have running backs and a good offensive line. They run the ball pretty well. It's not about the Eagles. In one game, are we talking about for the rest of the season into the postseason? Take one game for now. One game. One game. Yes. Most great teams with one game, their backup can go in and keep them afloat, win a game. And specifically a divisional matchup where they're usually close to begin with. Moving on past that is a different conversation. And that's that's where people are going to pin this and they're going to use this to discredit Jalen Hurts and the MVP conversation if he doesn't play, because like I said yesterday, they don't really want to give it to him anyway. But the reality is most good teams, you should be able to have your backup quarterback come in and win a game. A game. Shady, I'm going to take it further. I'm going to take it further than one game. I do think the Eagles are so talented offensively and defensively that they could win several games if need be with Gardner Minshew. I think that's how good that squad is. But you're shaking your head. Why? Yeah, because like this, this is this the NFL. I don't know. This is like real deal. So – we're, the Cowboys are a good team. They're a playoff team, right? So this is a, even if it's a divisional game, it's going to be a good game. So we don't have our our best player in my in my opinion, our best player. We don't have him, our, our captain, our leader. If he doesn't play, and part of our offense, you take away. Like let's we're forgetting that. Like yeah, we have AJ Brown. Yeah, we have Devontae oh, Smith. Yeah, we have these guys. We have my Miles Sanders, Gogger. We got these guys. But the one that makes the engine go, we're taking him out of it. You got to think about that. Our running game is dangerous, but he's a big part of that. And then on the defense, we're also acting, or not acting, but we're, we're assuming that the defense is going to play well. Things happen. It's, it's penalties, it's flags, it's bad coverages. It's, it's, it think the, these things can happen. So now you, you, the defense got to play super good, got to play very well. And then you're asking for our, our, our skill players to, to play great, but then you're taking some of our offense away. Same thing with the 49ers. 49ers are a, a dangerous team, right? But let's just say that defense has a bad day. Now you ask this rookie to, to go out there and, 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 and ball and contribute. Like, these things can happen in football. So all I'm saying is, yes, I think Garner can do a good job. But to say that we could just win this game just because our team is so much better, that's hard for me to believe. <laughs> okay, let's check in on our social life and my close friend. Colts making their third quarterback change of the season. Nick Foles, he's the new oh. starter starting at least one game in 11 consecutive seasons. For those of y'all that aren't familiar... Former Pro Bowl MVP, former Super Bowl MVP, brought the first Super Bowl to Philly, and he has a statue. Y'all know what it is. Nick Foles, the GOAT. Joy Taylor, I'll let you have the first word. GOAT. Congrats. Good luck, Colts. I love it. What else? Let's try something else. Why not? Why not? I'm rocking rock with Nick. I don't know about the coach, but Nick, you do good, Nick. Let yeah. see still doing I actually, good, I actually think this is a good choice because Matt, I mean, what is you know what's funny? I don't know, I don't know if I have time. I have a really funny memory. I think Foles was in L.A. when uh, Tony Romo got hurt in 16. Okay. And 
I was like, you got to go trade for Nick Foles. What's this Dak Prescott guy going to do? Like, you like you need a quarterback, man. That That's how long Nick Foles has been in the NFL, Nick man. Foles has the craziest career journey ever. Philly, 27 touchdowns, two picks in a year. Jersey in the Hall of Fame. Gets traded. What's his nickname? Comes back to the Philly. <laughs> Say it. And then goes to the Super What's his Bowl. nickname? What's his nickname? What's his nickname called? <laughs> What's your dad's name? Hey. Richard. 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 Big Foley Foley. That's it for us. We'll see you tomorrow.